Hi, and welcome to Strangers on the Internet, a podcast about making online dating work for you. My name is Irene Manta, and I'm a professor at the Maurice Dean School of Law at Hofstra University. I'm also a dating coach and a consultant for the dating app industry. And I am Michelle Lang, a senior lecturer in psychology at Christopher Newport University in Virginia, and a clinical psychologist in private practice. All views expressed on this podcast are our own and not our employers. We have talked to several academics on the show about the difficulties of dating while moving around a lot. But a group that sometimes leads an even more nomadic lifestyle is artists. Today, we talked to visual artist Sebastian about his experiences. We are lucky to have with us today German visual artist Sebastian, who I actually met on a lengthy train ride in Europe back in 2011. Sebastian is a photographer, comic artist, graphic designer, illustrator, silkscreen printer, and painter, plus also a musician. After finishing his studies in media art in the late 90s, he became a photographer focused on portrait and architecture. His work has been featured in publications such as the New York Times, and his clients have included BMW and Lotus Cars. He has also photographed musicians such as Iggy Pop. Sebastian has lived in Germany, England, Brazil, the United States, and Japan, and he currently resides in Zurich, Switzerland. Sebastian, welcome to Strangers on the Internet. Could you tell our listeners a bit about your journey with dating and love so far? Um, Yeah, thanks for the introduction. That sounds like I've done really a lot of things. I don't feel like that, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Dating is difficult. Dating is difficult today. I have the feeling that dating more and more depends on digital media. It's uh, not as easy as it used to be to meet people in person uh, uh, without any uh, digital introduction. Yeah. Uh, first, you need on the internet because you're interested in dating. You have some kind of dating app on your phone. Um, or maybe you visit a website, uh, then you you start chatting, mm, then you meet somewhere for a coffee, and it's clear from the beginning, okay, you're meeting for dating, and uh, that's more and more, in my opinion, or in my feeling, the only way uh, you can actually meet someone in person the other side is if you meet people in person, usually um, any personal approach is getting more difficult in our times, I would, I would guess. Is, has that been your experience that meeting in person has become more difficult? And what's changed, do you think, to make that more difficult now versus in the earlier days? I would say the, the 90s were more how do you call it, open? Maybe, maybe it was more, more, still more about that, that uh, hippie area, sexual freedom and all that stuff. But, but in our days, uh, it's more uh, regulated in a, in a certain way. And for sure, uh, sexual identities are being questioned or be- behavior is being questioned, which is, which is the right way, in my opinion, to... to, to go further. Does What's that... that been like for you and your dating experience have, as you've noticed that out there on the dating market, sexual identity is kind of more fluid, more people are questioning it. 
has that had any impact on your dating experiences? To be honest, I'm not really dating right now. <laughs> I gave up. Uh, I gave up on dating. Uh, I, I was moving to to Switzerland, and since then, I'm 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 living alone in a studio, and uh, I feel a little bit like a like a like a hermit, like an outsider. Yeah. Is it because you're new to the area? You haven't really met people yet, or are you not interested in dating right now? I'm I'm somehow not really interested in it right now. No, no. It's it's not it's not that I that I have the feeling I can find the right person for me. How has it been? No, it oh, it might Go be ahead. a little bit weird uh, because this is supposed to be about dating, this podcast. But I'm actually not not very much dating. <laughs> Yeah, like one question I was going to ask is like, do you want to tell us about the longest relationship you've had? My longest relationship that I had was uh, with a with a Japanese co- girl called Ai. Ai means as much as love, and we split at a certain point because we we realized that the relationship is 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 getting d- destructive, but for some reason uh, we never gave up contact until. We basically decided she's part of the family. So even my mother sees her as some kind of weird sister of mine, <laughs> and uh, we we are in constant contact. She's living in Italy now, has an has an Italian boyfriend, um, and we we keep in contact. It's it's good. Uh, I'm I'm actually I consider myself to be a person who who I like to stay in contact with my past relationships. Let's say it like that. Not because I couldn't let go, uh, quite the opposite, but because I think when you when you spend a lot of time with someone and uh, you 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 de- developed a, a love and affection for the other one, to just dump it and say I never want to speak that person again in my life, it's it's just weird. I I don't I never understood that. I I, I have friends. That that act like that, and I also have several ex-girlfriends, ex-relationships that I don't talk to anymore because they don't want that. They just wanted to erase me out of their lives because it was a failure. But for me, uh, that always felt a little bit like like a, a disrespect for the time that uh, that that one had. Together, if that makes sense. I think spoken like a true artist or feeler, because I think, um, and you know, I'm I'm maybe not the most artistic person you'll ever meet, but I have my my. I very much agree with what you were saying, and I have in the past wanted to maintain friendships with the people who I had been in relationships with for very much the same reason you said, because once I've let them into my heart, they're in my heart. Like I see them for, you know, all the good that they are. I don't stop valuing that. Even if it means, even if we don't work out together, it doesn't change my positive regard for them as a person. But, you know, I think that to the extent how well could that work out that we could still remain friends very much depends on are both people on the same page with that are both people able to be like okay we're friends now and not one of us is going to catch feelings again or you know be trying to get back into things or is it just going to keep hurting that person and I think there are more people out there 
who maybe they need to erase you because it was a failure. Maybe it's just too painful to figure out how to be your friend while not having something more with you. And I think I actually would wonder, you said you have some of each type of past relationships, some who can't continue to be your friends and some who do, whereas if it was up to you, you would continue to be friends with everyone. So you've got that kind of heart that allows you to love somebody for the person they are without needing that romantic connection. But but yeah, some people really struggle with that. And I actually wonder if that might be more common amongst more artistic or just uh, I'm trying to think if it is artistic or if it's more just feelers, even though you've got all those accolades. A lot of the times when something comes natural to us, we don't see it as something we had to work towards. So we don't own it as much of our identity, whereas other people may describe us that way. So and yeah, it may not. I mean, you are an artist. You, you know, you get paid to do it. You do good work. But I think I do think it's a certain type of person that is able to continue to have a friendship with somebody who they've been in a prior relationship with. And I totally think it depends on can both people get on board with that or not. So I think it's lovely for you that you've had some kind, some relationships. What is it like a 50-50 split or does it trend more one way or the other? Are you more able to be friends with exes or, or more often do they not, they cannot do that? I, I guess it's a 50-50 split. I mean, I mean, that, that there are other ex-girlfriends, the uh, my first very big laugh, for example, uh, I met her in Bavaria, in my hometown. I come from Bavaria, South Germany, and uh, we moved together to Berlin and uh, stayed together in Berlin for another four years, I guess. We are, we are talking maybe once every two years. We didn't, get, we didn't give up completely contact. We like each other, but... Our, our lives are so far away from each other that there's very often not much to talk about. It's, um, it, it feels strange. We just went different ways and it's interesting to hear from the other person from time to time. From what point uh, that we had different lives? It's just that I believe that we had, uh, we de developed in different directions. And we are too far away. We are like living on different islands now. And it's interesting to, to hear from her uh, what's happening in her world, in her bubble of the world. And maybe it's interesting for her to, to hear what's happening in my, on my side. But uh, there's n not really a lot of touching points anymore. Yeah. Does that happen a lot? Because it sounds like you've moved a lot. Um, how often is it or does it really vary that you are moving from place to place? Because I'm wondering how hard does that make it to stay in touch with people and, and feel like you are truly a part of their lives? As you said, like with the physical distance, it can be really challenging. Um, with, with the internet and social media, it's, it's possible to stay connected with everyone. I, I think when, when I started traveling, uh, I was already uh, in my 30s, beginning of my 30s. And uh, I don't want to put too much worth into it, but I believe that I was actually one of the first people in my generation to actually realize, hey, I can move anywhere I, anywhere I want and stay in contact with everyone. And uh, those people that are called today digital nomads, yeah, that was basically me at that time, no, only that there wasn't a word for it. 
Yeah, that word came maybe uh, 2010, probably 2010, and then it it became a mass movement, something that's normal. Influencers traveling uh, around the world. Uh, I never saw myself as an as an influencer. I I I I always said I'm a I'm a digitally equipped hobo. I called it. <laughs> yeah, because I had my computer with me and where I was was the place to work. It sounds like dating has been difficult. And there are, I mean, I suspect there are also a lot of complicated cultural factors involved here. And maybe this is my own bias speaking as somebody who grew up in Switzerland as somebody not born in Switzerland. And so, so I know I know a little bit about what that's like, although I, I was there from a young age. And, uh, you know, if you, if you sort of had your pick, right, like what kind of person would you like to meet at this stage? Like if you could really say, okay, here are the qualities that are important to me. Here are the things that I think would work in a relationship with me. What, what are those things or what have been things that have maybe attracted you in the past to people? Uh, I would, uh, I'm thinking a lot about that. And I think uh, the, the, the type of person are uh, intellectual uh, creative outsiders, if that makes sense. Like uh, it's difficult for me to imagine a, a, a standard relationship to someone, to be honest. Um, my, my, my sister has family here in Zurich um, with three children and uh, I'm very sure she, she has a wonderful life and it's, everything is perfect. But for some reason, um, I, I, I feel a little bit appalled is too strong a word, but it's, I feel it's not my direction. Yeah? So uh, most of the really good relationships for me were always people who, who, who were outsiders, a little bit like me. Maybe I'm identifying also a little bit uh, as an outsider. Maybe that's what made me actually good as a photographer, because as a photographer, you always have to be two steps back to see everything. <laughs> yeah, but... I feel attracted to people who are in a similar way, not necessarily the the ones that are burgerlich, the, you would say, in, in, in German. Uh, I'm not sure about the translation, probably. Sort of, I guess commoner. bougie would be a... Commoner? A, a, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and sort of like bourgeois, bourgeois right, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the stereotype about artists, right, is that they're very self-involved, they want to be the center of attention more than they want to pay attention to other people. You've met a lot of artists. Do you think that the stereotype tends to be true or is it just as true as it might be of anyone else? The stereotype might be true. I mean, for sure, you're always making art uh, to reflect yourself. Art is for many artists, not everybody, because there's also commercial artists, um, but for many of, of the artists, of the creative people, it's always a way to express what's inside of you or reflect what's inside of you or show the world what's inside of you or whatever. In, in, in that meaning, I think uh, a certain uh, narcissist energy uh, every artist must have. Yeah. Um, but do I see myself as a narcissist? Not necessarily. No, no, no. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 
uh, I sometimes have the feeling I have to do that because otherwise I can't survive. <laughs> and I, I do it mainly for myself, not not necessarily to be seen. Uh, like 90, 95% of the stuff I'm doing, nobody ever heard or saw. So uh, it's not about narcissism in the in the meaning that uh, you you want other people to see you. It's for me more like I want to get that mess out of my head. Maybe I also use social media like that. Like a lot of a lot of people accuse me that I'm that I'm not posting uh, photos of my of my food. <laughs> or uh, uh, nice pictures in front of a beach scene, uh, like selfies or whatever. Uh, I don't do that because I don't see any any nece necessity in it. For me, uh, social media in the beginning was more like a public uh, notebook, public notebook where I try to be as open as possible and write what comes into my mind even if I know in that moment that it's maybe embarrassing the next day just because it's something that I can throw into the world yeah? take it or leave it I don't know if that's the right approach to 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 do something like that and and I I actually don't do that much on social media anymore uh, maybe a tenth of what I used to do but It used to be my approach. I, I used it as a canvas. You put on the canvas whatever comes to your mind. Only that this canvas is public. I now I don't know how to pronounce the name of this dating app, Raya or Raya. I don't know. Um, but hearing you talk about this makes me think. So that's a dating app that is, I guess, more for the artistic community. And I when I have been single, that is like the one app I have never joined because I think I have this idea in my head of the type of person who might be on there. And and so it's a stereotype I hold. Uh, and it's maybe less about the person. I don't know. Maybe it is about them being self-involved. But it is kind of some of what you were just speaking to. The idea of, I don't think the type of people who would be on that app and I would be compatible because I think of what you said, like, sometimes they feel like they need to just do something. They feel compelled by the emotion or the thing that they're experiencing. They need to chase that. They need to engage in that for as long as feels right. And I am much more of a conventional, like, I need to know if we're having dinner at six, you know? And, um, <laughs> and so it does make me wonder, you know, and I've always felt like, and we've talked about on this show, look, it's not about right or wrong. It's about finding the people who are compatible for you. Um, but I certainly, hearing you say that, I wonder what it's like uh, for artists. It, how important is it to date other people who are more free-flowing, more and understand if you need to be, rather than somebody like me who's more regimented, more scheduled? I don't, I don't know which one would be the right person for me. Maybe, maybe, maybe it would be good to to have someone in my life who has a very rigid schedule. So I would also have that. I'm I'm pretty much unlimited and free when I'm alone. That's that's also also the point where I say I'm not ready to 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 seriously date someone right now because uh, I first have to find out who. I am myself before I can find out about someone else. I also have the feeling that if I'm dating someone right now, uh, 
I would project too much into that person, like like being a crutch for something, if that makes sense. I don't know. Do you have a particular fear? Like, as you think through that, is there anything you would worry about what you might use them as a crutch for? Like things you're not as clear of about yourself that you might lean into whatever they are, take that on? Um, to, to be straightforward, I'm, I'm sometimes struggling, uh, like, like a lot of creative people, I guess, with, uh, with, with the blank canvas. You, you don't know what you want to do with that blankness. How, how, how do you want to fill that? And uh, that can lead to procrastination and maybe even uh, phases of depression. And I would have the feeling that in, in the state that I am in right now, I would I would consider that other person to be like a like a crutch like somebody to hold on while first I believe I have to learn how to hold myself before I can hold someone else if that makes sense I say that quite often if that makes sense I'm not I'm not sure if I'm talking the right the right stuff or if I'm weird or No no people say that all the time <laughs> And I think it is just trying to figure out, am I, is the way I think of the world mm -hmm. unique to me or does that make sense to other people? And so, I mean, I think it's fair. I think, what was I just going to ask you about with that? Um, oh, what you said about finding yourself. Do you find that you go through cycles with that? Like, are there times where you're like, okay, I've known my, I know myself. Now I have something to give to a relationship. Now I'm not so intimidated by this idea of, um, of, of who I am looking for and what role we would play in each other's lives. And then there, then you kind of go back into a phase where you're like, oh, now I don't know myself anymore. Now I'm evolving into something new. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, I, I think the, the self is nothing fixed. You're, you're, you're changing all the time. No? But uh, very, often I, very often I have the feeling that the, the road I'm driving on is not, really, is not really smooth. It's shaking me in the car. Yeah? There's potholes. <laughs> and I want to have a smooth ride before I meet someone else because driving together through potholes is maybe not that mm, interesting. Might be interesting, may not be so pleasant. Might, yeah, yeah, exactly pleasant. Maybe maybe not that pleasant. <laughs> what do you think has to happen or like how do you view the path between here and there? Because, you know, sometimes I, I've heard you talk about things where it sounded like, you know, you, you are interested in maybe finding someone to love, right? If it it worked out do you have a sort of a concept of where the blockage is right of what you know what is you know what you're still trying to figure out about yourself like what is the what is the mystery right like what is the area of exploration i guess mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I, it would be it would be very good even for myself if i could point that down uh, i i was thinking about that topic a little bit recently, and uh, I realized that when I was in my late teenager years, in, in my uh, 20-somethings, and even into my 30s, I was constantly in love to one person, or, or, or more than one, like three, four. I was always in love with, with lots of people. 
like not uh, not necessarily that I uh, that I wanted to be together with them, but that I adored them or uh, yeah loved them, like feel love, and it got a little bit diminished in the recent years. Uh, I think I think if I if I meet the right person, then then I'm gonna realize that it's gonna come automatically. And I don't know what kind of person that is. I, d I don't want to... Uh, like pigeonhole. You know, Pigeon, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah. Thank you for that word. You know, I heard this quote recently that it was like, in one of my social media groups, somebody was like, my grandma always said this, so I don't know how well-known of a quote it is, but it made a ton of sense to me. She said, love can be many things, but one thing love isn't is unsure. And I loved that. She was saying it in response to somebody who was like, hey, my boyfriend who I thought I loved did this really shitty thing. Like, should I try to work through it or not? And so it was in response to that. But it really got me thinking about the times that I have been in love and like how I just like I just am all in on that person. Like I just I've got the feeling I know like it is this certainty. And so it sounds like that's what you're looking for. That's like, you know it when you when you feel it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Even though exactly. you may not be able to prescribe what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I guess my type is somebody like an outsider type, like myself. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, maybe I fall in love with someone I meet at the supermarket, and uh, she's she's a lawyer. <laughs> it could be. I mean, I, I, things sometimes the unlikely couples, but what they've got in common is something more that speaks to their souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and lawyers can be outsiders too. So you never know, you never know. But uh, uh, well, another thing that I was sort of curious about is, do you think that being bisexual creates additional obstacles to finding a partner or has the world evolved beyond that? Hmm. Good question. Uh, I mean, when I when I started to being open about it, uh, I think some people were shocked about that openness. And you wanted you wanted you also wanted to put uh, bisexuality into 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 the intro, like Sebastian identifies as bisexual, and uh, I I, I uh, even though I, I identify with LGBTQ and. Uh, maybe even identify as bisexual could be, but I don't know. I, I never really felt comfortable with the label. You know, I had, I have to admit that I never really had a had a longer relationship with with males. It was always quite short term and intense, but it was never, it never came to the point apart from one person where I thought I want to be together with that person forever and ever and ever. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from, apart from twice where I was really up to my nose in love, but in the end they rejected me. <laughs> so uh, 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 one of them is still a good friend of mine, but non-sexual. So if you could like go back and give advice about dating to your younger self, what, what would you say? Ooh, that's a difficult question. I'm not really sure if I could give myself advice because uh, I think from, the, from what I always knew at that moment, I always took the right decision, even if it sometimes didn't end that 
well. Yeah. If I could give myself advice, hmm, smokeless. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe smokeless. <laughs> yeah, but hey, there's, I mean, but do what you were doing. Like, it sounds like it, it really, you don't feel like your romantic experiences have been a failure. They've been experiences and they've taken you to this point, which is, is a place that you're also happy to be. Yeah, more or less. More or less. It could, it could always be, be better, but in the end, it's, it's a big experience uh, that I absolutely agree on. And uh, you always act and decide from the knowledge that you have about the world. And uh, I think as long as you have the feeling it's the right decision right now, then you, you, you mustn't regret anything about it. You know, what you said about you have to act based on the knowledge you have about the world, it really just strikes me as somebody who is so well-traveled and well-experienced as you are. Do you feel like your knowledge of the world has helped you to make more clear decisions? Do you find that it, I guess these are two questions, do you feel like it has helped you to make more clear decisions because you know so much from different places you live, different experiences you've had. And also as it relates to dating, do you feel like it creates barriers for you in any kind of way? Does it make you see other people as maybe not as experienced or does their lack of experience with the different ways of the world or maybe a more myopic viewpoint frustrate you? Yeah, like what's it like being a more uh, world-traveled person and what is it, how has that informed your ability to, to learn about yourself, to connect with others, but also does it create barriers sometimes when you encounter people who are, who have really maybe been more confined to one culture or one way of being? I don't know if it's the better way. I can't tell you. Uh, very often when, when I think about my relationships and I had quite a few of them, and I was in love with quite a few, uh, definitely a little bit more than, than a handful. Sometimes I have to think about my great-grandparents. They met when they were in the beginning of their 20s, and they stayed together until they were 95, and they were the sweetest couple I've ever seen. They, they grew together over, over decades. Yeah? That's something that I never, never experienced like that. My longest relationship was seven years. Seven years is not a very long time in a relationship. Actually. So maybe, maybe it's because of the fact that I'm a weirdo, or maybe it's because, of, because I'm always attracted to weirdos, but for some reason it never really worked out in the longer term. Is it better or worse? Who can say? I don't know. I, I can only I, I only know it's my experience. Is it challenging for you to date people who maybe aren't as well traveled, who don't, who really only know a limited experience of the world, or is that not a challenge? It is a challenge because uh, sometimes you listen to people talk and you have the feeling. Whoa, I know other perspectives, but in the end, you decide maybe I don't bring that up right now because I don't want to offend the other person or uh, seem kind of uh, arrogant or anything like that. Um, and on the other side, 
It's it's what I said. My my great grandparents, they only had that one little life, but it grew beautiful together. And how could I say that my way would be better or worse? Nobody can say that. It's just a different kind of experience. You know, one thing this makes me think of, and it's going back to what you were saying about, oh, maybe you're just a weirdo and you're dating other weirdos, is I, I think, and again, maybe this ties back to my own experience, um, when you've lived in different places and you've been an outsider in some ways, it's not you have these different jagged edges, right? And it's not clear who else is going to have the jagged edges that fit together with yours, right? Because if you have, if you are born in, I don't know, let's say somewhere in in rural Alabama and everyone in your town is like the same religion, I'm not trying to stereotype Alabama here, I'm just setting up a hypothetical, <laughs> the same religion and whatever like you have a lot of people where there's just this common heritage where you don't even have to worry about some things right i don't know if that was true of your great grandparents right but there's just so much that's unspoken that is shared that doesn't need to be discussed debated compromised on it's just like this is just how it is and 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 it's probably that way less and less these days right that maybe in part because of social media and the internet because you can now choose your own culture and choose your own adventure and choose your own path and it makes it harder to have things in common with people, right? And like people have more idiosyncratic political views. It might be different things on different issues. And so I don't, I don't even know what my question is here, but just, I guess just your, your thoughts on, do, do we now need like a higher level of tolerance? Because there is always, or not always, but like very often going to be inherently more difference in a relationship than you might have had 50 years ago. Yeah, society is getting more fragmented. Maybe, maybe that's a cause and effect of individualism, of Western individualism. But again, who, who, who can tell you what's the better way? We all want to have that freedom to be who we want to be. But on the other side, it might make us lonelier yeah, because we don't find anybody who's fitting to our piece of the puzzle. So that's the reason why a lot of people go into onto the internet. There's more choice. Maybe you find that one puzzle piece. Yeah. I think that's right, right? You think the filters on the dating apps are going to let you customize to at least get closer to you know yourself, but it's they're they're just they're not enough filters, right? <laughs> in a sense, so, I mean, in a sense, there are too many because then people choose things that, as Michelle and I have discussed on the show, maybe aren't even the things that are important ultimately to things working, etc. Right? So some of the filters are just the wrong ones, but then others, and some things are just very difficult to to convey. And I think it gets especially complicated if people do end up having children, right, and have disagreements on values and things like that, right? But even just being a couple without children. I don't know. It's it's very complicated. And it's very high stakes too, right? Because we live in a world where it's like if you don't have exactly the right political views or exactly the right whatever attitude toward a certain thing, maybe that's going to get you excluded from certain clubs, right? And maybe your partner wants to be a part of that club, right? So now you've added that complication. So uh, I don't know. It's just It just seems like it's getting more and more complex and also more and more visible what your views are because of social media, right? It's all out there. Right. It's not like 
It's really making me think back to what you said about maybe my right partner is a lawyer, I meet in the grocery store. It makes me think about how um, maybe maybe the filters we are using aren't the most relevant ones in a more global world. So what Irina, you were saying about, okay, if we all grow up in the same town with the same context, with the same taken for granted, um, we, we become familiar with those things and we know those are areas we'd feel more comfortable with somebody else. But in a more global world, okay, maybe we might be inclined to be like, well, I'm from a small town. I'm looking for somebody who's comfortable with a small town, or I have more liberal values. I'm looking for somebody with more liberal values. Actually, that one might actually make more sense. But um, but what I was going to say is maybe we aren't always looking at the right values for compatibility. Maybe we're too caught up in what is familiar to us. And, and if we're trying to match on that rather than like a more core values kind of compatibility, that's where it can be the problem. So Sebastian, if you wind up with a lawyer from the grocery store, I'm willing to bet it's not because of your identical lifestyles, but rather because of some more identical or pieces fit together parts of your soul and what what brings you joy and for and fulfillment. I mean, actually, uh, to be honest, one of my biggest laughs, she, she was actually a lawyer. <laughs> it was a little bit um, uh, misleading, maybe that expression. When I when, when I chose it, when I chose it. When I see those kind of couples out in the world, I am always intrigued. The couples who you don't expect would be together, and I would not expect an artist and a lawyer, a creative and a lawyer, to be together. It's always so interesting to me, and it always makes me think. It's a good reminder that people have more depth to them than what we might know on the outside, what we might know about a person based on like their profession. And so I think it's, it's a lovely, you know, we see people who really tune into their inner selves and, and figure out what matters to them. And to your point where you're at right now, you know, you're reinventing, you are figuring out who am I in this next iteration of my life. And I think that's really healthy too, to recognize if something doesn't feel like it's me anymore, then it's okay to evolve into the next version of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. I can only agree to that. That's very well put. I I, I feel myself being in some kind of process, uh, still in a process of uh, transformation, where I don't know what's gonna be my next iteration. Yeah. And until I found that out. I think there's not much space. If- I think it's refreshing to hear you sound so open to that rather than fearful of that. And I don't know how much of, of you being able to have that attitude is just down to just who you are as a person versus specifically relates to the more creative type of you. Like an artist, I guess, isn't as afraid as the rest of us of the idea of a blank canvas. Um, maybe see it as more of an opportunity than a... Uh, Oh no, I have to make the right choice and so about what to put on this canvas. And I I wonder if that is freeing in a way that allows you yeah, to be open to whatever experiences come. And um and I know you'll say there's no right or wrong, but I wonder if it precludes you from feeling forced into a certain way of being or into a certain relationship or this sense of I'm running out of time because we hear that a lot this idea of I'm you know if I haven't found anyone by fill in the blank age that somebody thinks is when you should have figured this out by then I'm behind I'm a failure versus this idea of 
maybe you're in a new iteration. Maybe, you know, it's time to see what fits for this, this phase of your life. <laughs> um, that was a lot of questions. Uh, I think that, that uh, freedom, that's what I recently thought about uh, quite often. I think to experience freedom, you have to have some kind of limitations or restrictions, actually. Absolute freedom can be destructive, in my opinion. And I, I was running around very freedomly in my life for a long time, and uh, I burned my fingers quite often. And uh, that, that leaves wounds. My, my way how to deal with that wounds is to be open about them and treat them a little bit like kintsugi, like the Japanese craft of putting fragments together and make them stand out with gold. Yeah. Making them more beautiful for the damage they've been through. Yeah. You, you, you put it back together anew and you emphasize the fragmentation by using gold and glorifying it maybe. I don't know if that's the right way, but again, uh, I'm scared of life. I'm scared of new things. I'm scared of uh, the blank canvas. But usually, usually when I'm scared of something, I try to confront that and like a moth and running into the fire. Yeah. And you get burned. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's the right way. I, I can't tell anybody that's the right way to do it because uh, I, I got burned quite often. But it's the way that I'm going that's my experience, learning by doing. You know, you were saying earlier that maybe it would be good for you if someone came along that was a little more regimented, right? A little more, their schedule is like this, etc. But what do you think would happen? Like, do you think you would push back against that? You would push back and say, no, 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 I want my freedom after all. Or do you think you would, you would maybe be willing to go along and, and like try that, whatever that means? As a form of limitation on freedom, like you were just saying, it, it depends on the. It depends. It really depends on the person. If I, if, if, uh, the moment when I fell in love uh, with another person, it was always instantaneous. That person entered the room, and it was click. It was there. There was no no other way. I was in love. Yeah. If that person. Is a, is, a, is a person with very conservative views and, or very rigid views, uh, maybe I could accept that could be. It depends on, 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 on the person, on the situation of, of how we meet and how it's going, I guess. I, I wouldn't completely limit myself uh, by saying I do not want to meet any person with a... Uh, ordered lifestyle. Ordered lifestyle, can you say that? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we're going to have to see what happens next. You're going to have to keep us informed. What does of, the blank uh, canvas you know, look like, you know, moving yeah. into the future? Yeah, right now it's white, the blank canvas. <laughs> <laughs> In the future, I don't know. We, we'll see. Well, thank you so much, Sebastian, for this interesting conversation.
If you enjoy this podcast, please rate it five stars so that others have a chance to listen to it as well. And make sure to subscribe so that you can get our future episodes. All our platforms are accessible at strangersoninternet.com. Again, that's strangersoninternet.com. There's no the in there. You can become a part of our community by joining the Strangers on the Internet Facebook group or following us at Swipe Strangers on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, or Mastodon, where we are on the Fostodon server with two S's. We also appreciate support to defray our costs to run the podcast. You can help us out at Swipe Strangers on coffee.com, which is ko-fi.com. I would like to thank my husband, Carl Sferini, for sound editing, as well as Vlad Kujuklu for permission to use his music for this podcast. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thanks for the talk. <laughs> <laughs>